Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney WTF, where we talk about what's the fuss about Disney. This is episode 31, and for those that don't know us by now, we are a Disney couple. One of us is a Disney fanatic, and one of us is not. But somehow, we've made a way to make this relationship work. Yes. 31 episodes. And we have another special guest. Yes. So today's a very, very special episode. We have a special guest all the way from London, Miss Bianca, talking to us about her Disneyland Paris trip. Welcome. Hi, guys. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here today. This is super cool because we are in Miami and she is in Europe and we are talking about where we are going to be talking about Disneyland Paris. Yes. Is that correct? Correct. So this is officially a trip report. This is officially a trip report from a young lady who is from South Florida, who's now living in London. Yeah, born and raised in Miami, Uh, you know, grew up going to Walt Disney World, was an annual pass holder. And then about three years ago, work brought me to London and it took me until now, but I made it to Disneyland Paris (laughs) and now I've got a new addiction. Awesome. (laughs) That is really awesome. So I did want to start by kind of going over where did your love of Disney first start? Uh, You know, I had to think about that for a little while because I think it's just Disney is tied to like my happiest memories of growing up and being a child. You know, we always went to Disney World on vacation. Um, So it was always a time where like my family got together. My parents have been divorced since I was born, basically. But somehow they made it work where they we would go on vacation. Mom, dad, brother, everybody um, would go up to Disney World together. And then but really what cemented it for me wasn't the theme parks. It was the movies because mm-hmm. so many of my memories are tied to those Disney Renaissance films. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I remember going to see The Lion King. I remember like my grandmother bringing popcorn in her purse. I know what movie <laughs> theater I went to, you know, like I-, I have vivid, vivid memories of that. And my VCR got a total workout um, with Cinderella, with The Little Mermaid, with Snow White and Alice in Wonderland. Like these were movies that were constantly playing. And it doesn't hurt that there's a character named Bianca. that's true (laughs) wow so I mean I definitely relate to that like just growing up and even if we couldn't go like every year you know to Disney but having those VHS tapes and like the plastic containers and just being able to watch them you know before we go to bed on a school night like Peter Pan Cinderella whatever I mean it was just it's definitely a way to get get hooked Yeah, and and I don't know if, like, today's generation could uh, relate to me on it, but, you know, we didn't have cable growing up, and so my Disney VHSs were, like, my Netflix. (laughs) So whenever I was home and I had time, you know, it was like I got to re-watch one of my favorite Disney films on VHS. Yeah. Um, So since then, I mean, I don't know, something flipped and we became annual pass holders and it's been such an important part of our lives. We got engaged at Disney world and we've been to now Disney world. Obviously we've been to Disneyland in California. We've been to uh, Tokyo Disney on our Japan trip. And now we've added Paris to the nice. So you're just missing one, right? Well, two, I guess. Yeah. What's the other two? It's Hong Kong and Shanghai. Yeah, exactly. There's two in China. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Huh. Interesting. 
I did not know that. Shanghai I thought it was only just one. been open for I don't know two or three years, Lori. Yeah, you something know? like that. It's been like just a couple years, so it's definitely the newest of the of the group. Man, they must have some baller technology. I think they do. Yeah. Fly. It's like a mosquito or something. What is that thing? Richie's trying to swap my face because he, <laughs> he sees like a fly or something. Literally never had a fly in here. He's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, awesome, Bianca. I'm so excited that, you know, you also share this love of Disney and Bianca and I actually know each other from school, middle school. <laughs> and we've reconnected now over Disney. So it's just such a, I mean... And I don't want to get too like mushy and deep, but it just kind of goes to show you like people who connect over Disney, like it's just such a strong bond that even years and years later, it just, it ties people together and it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So why don't we get started on your trip report? So you did go to Disneyland Paris. Um, so I want to know, first of all, how did you plan the, the trip? Well, I mean, I guess it's, obvious that like the Disneyland Paris website itself was somewhere that I went for information but you know I like to get my information from a lot of different places and obviously I don't just want to go to Disneyland Paris I want to like do all the best things at Disneyland Paris so I want all the insider tips so besides the main website you know I used Instagram and searched the has- hashtags a lot nice smart um, so that really is so smart, smart. <laughs> Jesus so I would see like cool photos and like what people were doing. Um, YouTube was my friend. I particularly liked Nudarella, uh, her videos of going to Disneyland Paris. Now she's like a like a famous YouTuber here, I guess you would say. Um, but her she's known for doing voices and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. then she did like trip report YouTubes, which were kind of what I wanted to do. I, you know, I'm an adult going to Disney, so I want to watch <laughs> an adult going to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's funny. Um, and then I wanted to share with you guys a couple of websites that really uh, came in handy. One was dlpguide.com um, that had trip reports. It had like breakdowns of different things. Um, you could look there for holiday breakdowns, everything. And then the DisneyTouristBlog.com also gave a lot of good information. Um, But overall, you know, I booked my entire trip with the Disneyland Paris website, which I've never done that before for Walt Disney World or anything. Like we've always like figured out how to do Disney World and Disneyland, like the cheapest way that we could possibly do it just Mm -hmm. because we'd rather spend our money in the parks. But since this was a new country, a yeah, new true. park. Was it in uh, English? New everything. And actually, when I costed it out, it makes more sense to book one of their deals because their park tickets for just one or two days, sorry, one or two days doesn't, um, they're too expensive. So I ended up booking their deal at the time, which was 25% off your room plus a free standard meal plan. Um, and it included all your park tickets. So it was a really great deal. And we've never done a meal plan before either. So That's I kind of got like the true Disney experience. <laughs> like what if somebody from, you know, Minnesota that has never been to Disney World before, that's probably how they would book it too. Yeah. And and you know what? It made things so easy. Like we didn't have to think about like where we had to eat. We just had like our list of places that we could go to. Um, our hotel was on property. So we just jumped off the train and like our hotel was right there. Um, everything was kind of taken care of, you know, we just, with, with the flick of a wand, it was magical. <laughs> and everything was done. I have a question though about this website. Was it in English? 
Yeah. Because so I think we went, when we choose, when we went to the um, Japan website, it was it was in it wasn't in English. When we tried to look at the actual, I think we tried to look at Japan Disney on online, right? And it was in, it was not in English. I think Japan isn't in English. I don't yeah. think. I think I've tried that as well. Right? And like you have to like select it on the website to change it to English, and even then, not everything like, changes to English. Yeah. So the Paris one was in English. Like there was a full yeah. translation. Yeah, and actually, um, like I read somewhere that one of the like hacks or tricks is to load the Disneyland Paris website but like i think they have different endings like ours is obviously uh co.uk but if you did like whatever other country spain or italy or whatever they have different deals so if you really want wow. to find a deal you'd have to like do a little bit of work yeah. and maybe <laughs> read in spanish or german or something oh my god but at the end of the day you could do that i didn't do that i thought the deal was good enough <laughs> on the website i went to <laughs> nice um and I just wanted to book it so bad. So yeah. I got a good deal. So I'm totally happy with that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, it definitely goes to show you like with in modern times when you can use social media like YouTube and Instagram and just going online and kind of booking that you can really just have a, your magical trip planned really pretty easily. So yeah. Pretty Hashtag awesome. DLP. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So you're staying in London now. How is getting to to Disneyland Paris Resort from where you are? Um, and then I guess you were staying on property, so it seems like it might have been pretty accessible from once you got to the resort itself. Yeah, it was really easy. I mean, it, it's obvious that they are targeting like a London kind of clientele um, because there's a train that goes directly from central London to Disneyland Paris. Um, so I actually took the Eurostar and speaking of websites that I use, the Eurostar website was probably the most difficult <laughs> um, because mainly because the train that goes directly to Disneyland Paris and the train stop is actually called, uh, I don't speak French, forgive me, um, Marne La Vallée uh, or Chessy. That's the train station's name. Um, but the train that goes directly there only goes on certain days at certain times. I guess when they expect a lot of people. But the rest of the time, you could take a train directly into Paris, um, which is only 35 minutes away by train if you were going to, to go from Paris to Disneyland Paris. We were lucky enough to find a schedule that worked um, where we were able to take the Eurostar directly from London's King's Cross to Disneyland Paris property. Um, and it took us less than three hours door to door, to be honest. The train is two hours and 45 minutes. Um, but. And you don't have to drive. We were, like, we had to drive yeah. if we want to go. And it's Anywhere. like three yeah, and a half to no four hours. Involved. So you can do a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, on the way there, you can, like, you know, play games and go on yeah. YouTube and do random stuff. There, it's awesome. There's no Wi Fi on the Eurostar. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> so, so legit but, Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we read and we listened to music and, yeah. you know, two hours and 45 minutes is nothing. I mean, it takes you longer to drive to Disney World from Miami. Yeah, sure. So. Where you also don't necessarily have Wi-Fi per se. Yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I mean, it sounds incredibly convenient. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, once you're trying to do it, you always run into a little obstacles if it's the first time that you're planning the trip. But I mean, it just sounds really, really wonderful and accessible from where you're staying. 
Yeah, and I looked it up. If we were to fly into it, because sometimes, ironically, we could get a flight from London to Paris. That's cheaper. Um, <laughs> it's it's less than an hour on a shuttle bus from either of the airports in Paris, and then the thirty five minute trip from Central Paris is on their like metro system called the the Rare R E R. Um, so Disneyland Paris is right on one of their metro lines. So. 35 minutes and I think maybe three euros and you could get there. That's awesome. And I mean, I feel like definitely that's one of the biggest differences in terms of um, U.S. parks versus parks abroad is that you really don't need to have that access to a car or anything. You can get on a train of some kind and or a bus and get there pretty, pretty easily from wherever you fly into. So, yep. all right. Awesome. So, when you first arrived to the resort, what were your initial impress- impressions of, of what you saw and what's your initial reaction from what you saw? So it's been at this point when we went maybe over three years, maybe even four years since I'd been to a Disney World park. And that was, uh, you know, a big shock to my system since I literally gone every year of my life before then. Yeah, a big hiatus. Um, <laughs> so it was like the first yeah, time so all over again. I had a little break. So when the Eurostar was pulling into uh, the Disneyland Paris train station, it's outdoor. And when we pulled up, I could see Space Mountain from the train. And nice. I'm not going to lie. I got a little like emotional for a second like oh. i kept it together but it was like <laughs> oh my god i don't blame I'm you at here. all <laughs> <laughs> i i uh and i was like keep it together you're not even in the park yet <laughs> um a little bit of the magic is lost once you get to the train station because the train station isn't actually a disneyland train station it's like oh, a regular old european train station and you have to go through security basically to get onto the Disneyland property. So it's mm. a little bit of the magic is taken away by like going through bag security check. I'm cool with that. Like at the airport. <laughs> um, Richie's all about the safety. So totally he's cool all into that. that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We're, we were very happy with it, but uh, it wasn't uh, like a magical welcoming to, yeah. <laughs> to the property. Do, do you know if that's, um, if that's fairly new? Uh, have you heard about like the security being something that's fairly new because of a lot of things that's been going on or is that kind of how it's always been? I heard that it is fairly new. Um, and then actually when I spoke to people about going to Disneyland Paris, a lot of the first reactions I got were like, is it safe? Yeah. Do you Mm -hmm. think we could take our children there? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, I felt totally safe. I mean, Outside of the security, I mean, who knows? There's a main train station right there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there was there was security presence around. They Good. weren't in the parks, yeah. um, but outside of the property. I'm sure they're like in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. In Mickey costumes. <laughs> Maybe. The army men were there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was cool. The first thing we did was we went to the Santa Fe Hotel where we were staying to drop off our stuff. And that hotel was cars themed, like Route 66 cars themed. Oh, Santa cool. Fe. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really cute. It, and it was like America themed. So we felt <laughs> right <Nice>. at home. <laughs> that, I must, I, that's uh, like bizarro America. Like what American, the impressions of America through like French perceptions or, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. It was like 
I mean, they really stuck to like the Route 66 kind of <laughs> ideal. <Okay>. So <laughs> that's super that's fun. <laughs> um, but our room was really cute. You know, it had pictures of cars in it, and I'm sure it was. Uh, you could compare it to one of the Walt Disney World hotels. It, there wasn't anything fancy. It was the Value Hotel, um, but I really liked the detailing in the room and on the property. And that hotel was about a 10-minute walk from the gates of the of the parks. But there was a free shuttle that came every five minutes that took only five minutes to get you to the gates of the park. So it really depends on your mood. Um, we would walk sometimes, but we would take the bus sometimes, too. <laughs> um, it's free, man. Take yeah, advantage. might as well. <laughs> um, but if we're talking about initial reactions of the actual parks... So there's two parks at Disneyland Paris. There's the Disneyland Paris Park, which is basically Magic Kingdom. Um, and there's the Walt Disney Studios Park, which is basically Hollywood Studios. Mm -hmm. um, but they're different. Um, they have so much of the same elements, but the feel is different. And one of the main differences that gave me such a great initial reaction was the gates to Disneyland Paris, the park, is actually the hotel, the Disneyland Paris Hotel. Oh. So you have to walk underneath the Disneyland Paris Hotel to get into the park. And the Disneyland Paris Hotel is this beautiful, like French style, light pink building with like oh. a giant Mickey <laughs> clock right in the center. Um, and just like the detailing and the decor, I mean, when we were walking up, there was like fountains and flowers and it was like magic from the first step oh that's amazing um, that's like setting the mood like in the impression just to walk through the gates <laughs> yeah. sounds cool and and can you imagine staying in that hotel i mean the people who stay on the backside are literally on main street and they could see the fireworks every night from their hotel Oof. and the people oh, on so the front, jealous <laughs> yeah cool. the people on the front have this beautiful view of like uh, fountains and gardens and gazebos and there's actually like a designated picnic area because French families like to take their uh, picnics and you're allowed <laughs> to take food into the park but it's um, it's frowned upon to throw a picnic inside the Disneyland park and like take up room and stuff like that so they've designated areas outside of the park gates that you could go and just have your picnic in the grass or on the gazebo um, and have your packed lunch, basically. That's, That's amazing. Cool. What a what a fun cultural like tidbit that that you would notice. <laughs> yeah. So if we had a car, we could have, or like maybe taken the train into town and gotten a baguette and some cheese, and you know added that kind of magic to our day. Yeah, <laughs> like a true French family going to Disneyland. We're gonna have a picnic ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then once you walk through the gates of Disneyland. Um, it's Main Street. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. It's so weird that it's exactly like Disney World Main Street. It's like it's like a legit replica. Yeah, I mean, there's some differences, but yeah, a, a City Hall is there to your left. Um, and then even though the I think the names of the shops are different, like the Emporium and all that stuff, but it's basically set up the same way hmm. and at the end of main street you've got like the little gardens and then the castle um topping it all off the thing that was different that i really liked was um so france gets cold i mean right now actually 
this week I saw an Instagram photo of Disneyland Paris and it snowed. I probably saw the same photo. Yeah. (laughs) I showed it to Richie today. (laughs) Yeah. So like we went in early October and it was chilly. Like we were wearing sweaters, um, but it wasn't cold, cold yet. But now it's really cold there. So like imagine Main Street and you've got the shops lining both sides. Instead of just being shops all the way through to the left and the right, there's actually little canals or hallways splitting the shops in the middle. So instead of walking down Main Street when it's really cold, you could go inside and walk down these hallways instead. And what's cool is that the hallways are like decorated. It gives you more window space to do like the magical Disney windows. So there's a lot more uh, decorative touches. And if if it was raining or something, you could basically get from the park entrance down to by the castle without going outside. That's amazing. What a thoughtful thing to do too. <laughs> yeah. During yeah. those cold I mean, times. I haven't been there when it's really cold. I'll let you guys know how that is because I can't imagine that. No. <laughs> Having snow in a Disney park period to me would be bizarre, but yeah. But, but the pictures would pictures. be great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like the Sky Mall in Minnesota. They have the second floor has all the like it's connected so you don't have to walk outside when it's like freezing cold yeah and it's it's a disney did that same thing it's a brilliant idea so that you know people can still come and enjoy and they don't have i mean really it's like you know it's smart Mm -hmm. like money wise because then they can get people in without having them like say oh it's too cold i'm not gonna go but wow that sounds amazing i mean just to to be in some place so familiar yet so new like main street usa but in paris it sounds really really cool yeah and uh, i'm gonna send you some pictures because it it's just so photogenic <laughs> like more than any other disney park i mean just that you know from the beginning that shade of pink disneyland hotel it it just grabs your attention and it i don't know it Instagram really has some fantastic photos of everywhere in the park. The gram. Yeah, the gram. The gram's crazy. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that's awesome. Um, so you're in the parks now. And then what kind of ways did you decide your touring plan? Because I know you were there for Halloween time. And of course, the 25th anniversary was going on. So there was like a lot of things happening at that time. And you, you did say that you used YouTubers and Instagram and to kind of decide what were the most important things to do, but how did you kind of settle on what, what route you would take to tour everything? Cause I mean, it's still a short period of time that you had probably. Yeah, we had about three and a half days um, and there's two parks. So what we decided to do was to spend the most of our time at the Disneyland park because the Disneyland park is the classic one. It had more of the rides that we wanted to go on. It had obviously the different lands. Um, and just like Hollywood studios back at home, um, you know, like magic kingdom is a full park, a full day park. Whereas Disney, uh, Walt Disney studios is really designed not to be a full day park. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also planned it around kind of our meals. We only had one meal that we really wanted to do. And that was to eat at Shea Remy's at the Walt Disney Studios, which is the Ratatouille-themed restaurant. Nice. Mm, that's um, the one that's coming so, to, to us now, too, right? Um, well, there's a Ratatouille ride coming to us. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they only had one day for reservations for that. 
So we knew that day we would spend most of our time at the Walt Disney Studio Park. Um, for our time at uh, Disneyland, really, what we did was we just stuck to what we love. I mean, we were not like parade people, so that wasn't at the top of our list. We are fireworks people, so we definitely planned our days around making it to the fireworks. Um, but our two favorite lands, Fantasyland and Frontierland, <laughs> the, that's kind of where we went. So like, for me, it's all about the castle and uh, Disneyland Paris by far, in my opinion, has the best castle that wow. I've seen. Really? Uh, it is pink, Sleeping right? Beauty's Castle. Um, and if you guys have seen Disneyland's Sleeping Beauty's Castle, it's like short and wide. Yes. Whereas Disneyland Paris's is like tall and gorgeous. It's like an actual European castle with like turrets. But my favorite part of the castle was the detailing. There's actual brambles going through the left side of the castle. Um, so it's easy to miss, like if you weren't really looking for the details. But if you pay attention, you could see that like scary theming that's there. But that's part of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, so we went straight to the castle. We wanted to walk through it. Um, and right out from behind the castle, just like at home, you walk into Fantasyland. So that was kind of our route. We just went like straight through the castle. And then, I mean, Fantasyland was a big part of our first day there. Mm -hmm. um, we decided to do that too, because we looked at the ride closures and actually the Storybook Canal was gonna be closed for the rest of our trip. So we were like, we need to do Storybook Canal. We're going, that's it. So we spent most of our first day in Fantasyland. Um, then I would say Frontierland was our next stop because of the details that I'd seen on Instagram. Like they have an actual Skull Rock um, and Skull Island and That's Pirate's crazy. Ship. And <laughs> it's very Peter Pan, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, well, that's Adventureland. It's on the way to Frontierland. So we kind of did that. Um, but Frontierland, why? Phantom Manor. That's why. <laughs> I don't know what any Phantom of these things Manor are. Is the haunted mansion of Disneyland Paris. Oh, okay. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> haunted mansion is, I don't want to say it's my favorite Walt Disney World ride, but why not? I think it might be. I think like Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain is my favorite. Mm -hmm. And then haunted mansion is like, our favorite together, <laughs> my husband and mine. Um, we absolutely love it. I could never have a trip where like I can't, I don't go on Haunted Mansion. Like I've never been to the parks where it's been under refurbishment. I think I'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, how is there Phantom Manor then? Like how, what, what makes it, um, I guess the biggest differences between Magic Kingdoms, let's say. Um, it's a totally different story. Um, so do you know Magic Kingdom story off the top of your head? Where I definitely do not. <laughs> <laughs> so the haunted mansion story. <laughs> so for for Richie, the it's there's a master Gracie who is the the 
owner, you could say, of, of the mansion in Magic Kingdom. And he, I guess, Bianca, how would I, how would I put it after that? Like, <laughs> he, he, well, has, um, he, own, he has grim greening ghosts all through his mansion, 999 of them. <laughs> yes, but it's, it's about, um, does she kill her husband? That's what the story is, right? Yeah, so, okay, yeah. So That's scandalous. The main character is the bride. And she uh, is, is an evil bride, I guess. Mm-hmm. She always ends up uh, with a mysteriously dead husband. Yes, there you go. <laughs> that is very well put. <laughs> Whereas the story at Disneyland Paris is um, the bride is left on her wedding day. <gasps> Scandalous. Um, and actually, you know, at the beginning when you're in the room and like, the ceiling you look up and the scream happens and you see like a hanging person Mm -hmm. so the story is that the phantom manor is haunted and one of the ghosts killed her husband before he got to her on the wedding day wow and so instead of moving on with her life when she gets left at the altar she just stays in her wedding dress waiting for her husband to come um and so it's kind of like a sad tale. I feel like it's more scary. But like, it's that scarier. story is more scary. <laughs> so are you getting um, all this info at the ride or do you just know this backstory like <laughs> from like so, research on the internet like Wikipedia or was it all like at the ride? At the ride you can tell the story is different um because she's not evil and they don't do like a like scary bride with an axe thing yeah um (laughs) and most of the scenes she's crying um and then there is a part at the end that you're you're like whoa this is way scarier and i'll tell you about it in a second but because i knew the story was different from what i saw i did look it up and that's where you get a lot more of like the detail of the story Um, Because, for instance, you do see somebody getting hung at the beginning or like hanging, you know, when you look up. But I didn't know it was her husband um, that was being hung Mm -hmm. uh, by a ghost. Like, I didn't know all that, but I looked it up. But actually, what's really interesting, if you do look up Wikipedia or anything online about it, is that the story of Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris ties into Frontierland completely. Because that land is actually uh, the... The area is called Thunder Mesa, and that's where Thunder Mountain is. And so the owner of Phantom Manor is actually the man who hit it big in the gold rush and built Thunder Mountain. Um, So it's kind of like everything in that land is tied together. And so it's his daughter who's left at the altar, and they're in his mansion. And so basically that mansion is just bad luck is what the story is. That is intense. I yeah. love it. I mean, that it's is intense. just so, it's so Disney to like have those types of hidden storylines that, I mean, you really don't even, if you're just casually going to ride rides, maybe you don't realize it. That's the thing though. Like, you know, I feel like so many people are missing out on that kind of stuff because they're just going because they know Disney's cool, but they're missing like that full story to everything. Well, I, don't, I don't think, uh, you know, so I feel you, like, I feel like you should you should everyone should be prefaced to it like look this is the story like this or or even after maybe like by the way did you catch this crazy story but a lot of people are just going through those things without getting that value out of out of disney yeah i mean but 
you can ask any cast member that you go to, like, what's happening here? What's going on here? Yeah, and they'll tell you. What if you don't know to ask that, though? That's the thing. What they see, like what a what a normal non-Disney fanatic sees when they go to, on these rides into the theme park is enough. Like, it's entertaining enough. Um, uh, but it's point. us who are going <laughs> to go on Haunted Mansion and Phantom Manor 4,000 times that, you know, it might lose a little bit if we weren't like getting engrossed in all the details and trying to yeah. find something new every time we ride it. I will say one thing. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I believe the speech in the stretching room is in French. Hmm. Well, that's how or it was in Japan. Or maybe it was in French and in English. But we kind of knew what they were going for. Yeah. <laughs> Something uh, terrifying is happening. <laughs> but it is not. Yeah, so I believe it was completely in French. I'm not 100% sure now, but I think it was. Um, but the story, I guess we would have found out then if we spoke French. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Bianca, for, yeah. for proving Richie wrong. <laughs> I just don't know what I don't know. Um, That's yeah. true, I guess. And it's different than our classic Haunted Mansion speech with the deep voice. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was a little sad because I always love quoting along and screaming at the right time. Evil laughing at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> My timing was off, guys. Your timing but, was um, off. Who's this chick just like laughing evilly, like randomly? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks at her like, oh. <laughs> She's American. <laughs> Is she a cast member? She, uh, but what else about this made it the best? I mean, I think just overall, my comment about the entire park is the detailing and the theming was just so great to what we're used to. Um, and Phantom Manor was one of the rides that really put it on display. I mean, the manor itself is super creepy and it's a totally different design than the one at Disney World or Disneyland. Um, all the regular stuff that we have on Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World, like the portrait of the woman that when you when you look away, it turns into a, a cat lady and mm -hmm. all that stuff was bigger, better, brighter. Um, and the last part of that ride made it made it my favorite ride, because what happens on the ride is so you you know that the bride is crying and she's all alone. And so the ghost dancing in the dining room, those are her wedding guests dancing in the dining room because the wedding doesn't go on, but she's there. Um, and then at the end, which I guess is when she dies, or maybe we're going, we're following the husband's storyline at this point. Um, your, your doom buggy goes down and you go under the cemetery oh. into Underworld, oh, and it is creepy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> there is a dog skeleton that really scared me. <laughs> and so this is the Thunder Mesa Underworld. It is literally tied into Frontierland. It's all like tycoons, but they're skeletons and ghosts now. And this is what they're doing in the afterlife. And there's like scenes of them um, playing poker, but they're ghosts, so you don't see them. So you just see a table with like smoke and cards but wow. there's no people there oh my gosh <laughs> that's so phenomenal oh my goodness it's it's really awesome and but like the best detail for me was like when you're going under the cemetery 
at one point there was like a casket that was like half above the ground and half underground. And so as you're going down, you like see the levels. Oh my gosh. It was crazy detail <laughs> and it was super creepy. And yeah, we hurried back about four times. <laughs> <laughs> we need more fast passes for this. <laughs> yeah. It, it was lovely. And you know what? We never really waited too long. The queue was super fast. Um, and it, it, the park got busy. Um, it wasn't that that ride was, wasn't popular, but it just like fits more, I think, because they do kind of the, the group seating as they do at Walt Disney World. But their waiting area and their stretching rooms and everything was bigger mm-hmm. than at Walt Disney World. Wow. So highly recommended. Phantom Manor was our favorite. That's that's amazing. Like, what a wonderful way to describe it, first of all. And then, like, really, like, you're making me, like, itching wanted to go on it. But at the same time, like, I'm a super scaredy cat. Like, even in Haunted Mansion, I still get kind of scared. Like, at this one curtain that goes flippy flip or something. So, but it, it just sounds really, really, really awesome. And well, the details of how it ties into Frontierland, totally unexpected. So thank you for sharing that as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys need to come over here and we need to go and we'll protect you on Phantom Manor. I don't watch scary movies or anything either. So I I think I can consider myself a pretty big scaredy cat. Okay, cool. I wouldn't (laughs) take a child on this. Like a a two-year-old. Like I would take a two-year-old on Haunted Mansion. Because they can't, they don't really know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, the... The time that you went, so let's let's get back to the, the main part of the park. Um, it was during Halloween, and you were telling me how it, this is kind of the first time that that the Disney Paris Resort has Halloween things going on. Yeah, they, you know, so Disneyland Paris wasn't owned by Disney for, I don't know, the past 15 years or something like that. Um, and actually, they the Disney company bought Disneyland Paris back this last year. So the 25th anniversary celebration and Halloween, now Marvel's coming and all that stuff, that's all because uh, Disney bought Disneyland Paris back and they want it to get more in line with like their vision for the company. Because everything I'd read before about Disneyland Paris was kind of like, it was dirty and... The service was terrible and all the rides were under-maintained and blah, blah, blah. So if you look at the 25th anniversary things that they've been doing, they've been shutting down rides and totally refurbishing them one by one. And Halloween was one of the times where they basically added stuff to the park that they hadn't had before. Their decor was, what I read, was that it was always minimal. But this year you got the Mickey pumpkins on every light post. Um, there was a Halloween parade led by Goofy, my fave. Nice. Uh, <laughs> in a skeleton costume, which was too cute. Um, there was like a whole Coco-themed land, which was cool for the release of the movie, which I haven't seen yet because, listen to this, doesn't come out in the UK until the middle of January. Oh, Bianca. Wait, wow. so Coco <laughs> was made after a, a, a ride? Like she said, there's a Coco land. Oh, no, well, they, like, decorated an area of the park to be all Coco, Dia de los Muertos. Um, they added lots of, like, there wasn't any rides, um, but part of Frontierland was basically transformed into the Coco feel. Oh, okay. Oh, but it wasn't, like, 
made, like Coco the movie wasn't made based off of something that's been in a park for a while. Like no, how no, Pirates no. of the Caribbean is. No, no. Okay. Okay, another question <laughs> I'm just, super confused about. They were just promoting promoting the film oh, they were promoting and the movie. it just tied into Halloween, right? So yeah, there yeah. was like lots of Coco theming. And then the best part was the characters were in Halloween costumes. So Mickey cool. and Minnie and Daisy and Donald and Goofy. Uh, you could do your meet and greets and they were in super cute outfits, which they hadn't done before. Um, but actually this year, Disneyland Paris is doing something cool for like all the holidays. Their New Year's Eve party sold out. Wow. Uh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and their Christmas is, you know, it's it's not at the level that it is in the States yet at the parks. Um, but they're getting more and more decor. They're actually doing an advent calendar thing right now, which looks really cool. Every morning in front of the castle, they're opening the the day of whichever day it is. And That's whatever amazing. is in there is like a special thing for that day. So like they had like a cake or something yesterday and you could get that cake all day at Disneyland Paris if you wanted to. What a fun way to incorporate like just different times of year. And it's, it's super unique. I haven't heard any other park doing that to like the advent calendar at least. Advent calendars are my thing this year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're really big here. So it doesn't surprise me that they're doing that. Um, but yeah, it, so it was kind of cool because it was Halloween, but it was also 25th anniversary. So there was, um, you know, new stuff to the rides or refurbishments to the rides. There was a new parade. There was a new illuminations for the evening and just tons of merch and decor. Um, it was a little weird seeing like the Halloween decor, which was like obviously orange and fall colors. And then the 25th anniversary, which is very like silver and blue modern um, kind of mixed together down Main Street and stuff like that. But hey, the more the merrier. Yeah. It really gave me a, <laughs> a full experience when we were there. I, I have a question. In what situation did it happen that Disney didn't own Disney? Oh, I think that is a question for Lori. <laughs> I think that is a question for Wiki. <laughs> you need to Google. That's super. I'm super intrigued as to what happened there. I, I know. That I'm wondering if it was something to do with the, the Euro Disney type, like when it was Euro Disney versus when it became Disney. I don't know. Disneyland they were Paris. Separate? I don't know. I, I'm going to research yeah, I that. I think anyway. what happened was um, Euro Disney was, it just didn't perform the way they thought it was going to when they opened it um, and they had put so much money into it um, and I think they maybe just sold the rights to it for a little while but they were able to get it back pretty quickly they decided you know we want it back and boom yeah. they got it back um, but Tokyo Disney is also not owned by Disney that's mind-blowing that is true I, I did know that I never told Richie that so <laughs> surprise <laughs> So who, I don't understand. How is that possible? It's called like Oriental Land. They, they're like a corporation that owns it, but it's, it's, they do a great job no matter but what. But it's all Dis. but so. It, it's like a franchise. Yeah, there you, that's the perfect way to describe it. I can't it. believe Disney did that. That's so crazy. I would not have expected that from Disney because they're so like brand, like, which obviously they, it does a great job at branding because it still feels like it was Disney, but it's just crazy that they don't operate that. That's fascinating. And I'm sure they have stipulations, obviously. Like, you know, you can you can put the Disney stuff in your park, you know, Oriental Land or whoever owns owns this other park. Yeah. Let's say, but you have to follow these guidelines. Like I'm sure there's very specific 
agreements between the, the companies to be able to do that, which is why, you know, they're kind of seamless, like to the casual guest. You know, you don't even really notice that they're not owned by the same people. Except maybe in Disneyland Paris, which had poor reviews, I suppose, beforehand. (laughs) Well, because that's what I think about when it's like, you know, that's what I would imagine would happen. You know, like being that someone is not Disney, which is obviously kind of proof. Like, it's funny, though, because, the you know, the the Japanese culture is like doing everything as best as possible, whereas like the rest of the world is not really like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting to know that there was issues with. Uh, branding of Disney in Europe being that it was not owned by Disney. However, there's almost no issues of branding by in another in Japan that is not also owned by Disney or whatever. So that's pretty interesting. But my mind's freaking blown in terms of just in general that there's a bunch of parks out there that are not owned by Disney. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm sorry, Richie. <laughs> Spoiling the magic for you. I know. All right. My life. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get back to to Disneyland in Paris. <laughs> so, yeah. Bianca, you're you're a foodie, and I definitely want to get your take because I mean, when we're at Disney, everybody's always there for the food. So, what kind of foods or snacks, um, restaurants, anything that that really stood out to you and left a, a lasting impression? So. I would say the food at Disneyland Paris, you would think Disneyland Paris Mm -hmm. is going to have the best food. Ooh, it didn't. It didn't have bad food, but there was no special snacks. There was no special menus. Um, It was kind of all basic. I would say that, like, in comparison, like, there were cheese plates. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at the the, uh, buffet restaurants, like, there was definitely, like, fancier options um but overall nothing was like wow this food is great i would say that the food is a little more adventurous on like a world palette kind of thing like for instance we ate at one restaurant that was like heavily mediterranean themed and not like what um like american tourists would think mediterranean theme but there was just a lot of like greek and middle eastern um in a buffet so like if you wanted chicken nuggets you weren't gonna get them like it was all (laughs) very exotic foods um for certain palates um none of the food was bad but i don't think disneyland paris is somewhere you go to get a special treat or like you know like to fill your popcorn bucket or any kind of thing (laughs) like that um we did really enjoy um the meals that were included in our meal plan Um, But they were mostly, they were all buffet meals. Um, But nothing was like, oh, I need to come back Mm -hmm. for this. The one restaurant that we ate in that was like sit down nice was Chez Remy's. Mm -hmm. And I would say that was our least favorite meal of the trip. Really? No way. What a surprise. It wasn't wasn't bad, but it just wasn't like amazing. And so Chez Remy's is nice because you get to have like, a classic kind of steakhouse meal. Um, but really, you go there for the theming. You go there to sit and and be shrunken down to the size of a rat or a mouse. Um, <laughs> so I highly recommend people to look at pictures of Chez Remy's because it is absolutely so cute. And uh, But again, none of the food stuck out to us. Well, I mean, that's really, really interesting because it's true, like what you were saying, you know, you think Paris, I mean, and you think some some culinary 
wizards they might be over there. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, I guess, you know, they, they compensate in other ways like Phantom Manor. <laughs> yeah. I at mean, least. when I got back from Disneyland Paris and people were like, how was it? What did you notice? And I was like, the lights, like every single lamp or light was so detailed and crazy. So like definitely the details, the theming is A plus food was good. And I think now um, that the Walt Disney Company uh, is in control again, they know like how much money you could make off of a seasonal menu or a seasonal item or mm -hmm. a limited edition ice cream pop or whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I look forward to seeing better and more interesting food options at the parks. Yeah, definitely. So... Now, I just want to kind of get what your final impressions were. And I mean, bottom line, where do you think that this ranks in amongst the rest of the parks of, about, around the world since you've been to so many? <laughs> All right. So I'll start with my I made like a favorites list and a dislikes list. <laughs> so my favorite part of Disneyland Paris was definitely the castle. The castle is absolutely amazing. And there's even a dragon's lair. What? So you walk underneath the castle <laughs> and cool. there's a dragon. That's so crazy. It's legit. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, the details, uh, I think Disneyland Paris is the most photogenic of all the parks. And I wanted to give you my top three uh, photo ops in the nice. parks. One is Toy Story Land at Walt Disney Studios. The theming there is completely on point. Uh, you could, if you're a Pixar lover, you could take pictures there probably all day long. Um, my second is to the left of the castle. There's a little like roundabout that nobody goes to that gets you the perfect shots of the castle with nobody in them. Ooh, what a gem! So, yeah, yeah. If you saw on my Instagram the picture of me spinning in front of the castle, it's right there. Solid. <laughs> um, and then the third spot is in the Alice in Wonderland maze in Fantasyland, um, at one point in the maze, you go into like a castle, but it's like smaller than the actual castle. Um, if you get all the way to the top and you muscle your way through all the children um, <laughs> on one of the turrets, you look out over all of Fantasyland and the castle and it's a perfect spot for photos. Nice. Um, and then, I mean, my favorite rides were Phantom Manor, Storybook Canal, Thunder Mountain, way better than in the states oh. rock and roller coaster way better than in the states oh disappointing oh gosh <laughs> we don't like to say better we like to say different it's much, <laughs> it's much more different we're asking for honest <laughs> opinions here though <laughs> in my opinion yeah. i enjoyed them you know they were built after the walt disney world one so obviously the technology improved there which is something Ooh. that he would like right yeah exactly there we go <laughs> um and yeah, so those were my favorites. My dislikes were merch. They had way less merch, obviously, than in the States. And the quality of the merch wasn't as great. For instance, um, my ears. And, you know, there's like limited edition 25th anniversary ears. And everybody's going crazy for them. There was a pair that I couldn't get, which oh. I really wanted, <laughs> were these gold ones. But I also got a pair when I went to Disneyland a few weeks later. And... When I sit them side by side, the quality is like apparent. Wow, fascinating. Um, oh my goodness. 
Yeah, and then they don't have as many pins, because I guess, like, pin trading isn't a thing there yet, but it's coming. I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, and then overall, like, technology in general, like, PhotoPass, they have it, but you can't look at your pictures online, and you have to, like, actually go to a person. Like, back in the day mm-hmm. at Walt Old Disney school. World, they're still on that system. Um Fast passes were were available, but they were um, down sometimes. You know, they'd be open for a minute and then close. So there was kind of a little bit of a mess with that. Um, and then overall service was kind of not Disney service level. Um, you know, some cast members didn't know what was going on. And just like a little example, like, you know, the buttons you get, like, first time and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Um, we went to Town Hall to ask for them. They were like, oh, yeah, we don't, we ran out. We don't have any. Oh, and it was okay. Like, oh, disappointing. See, that's like, no, that's <laughs> culture from, like, previous, you know, non-Disney people. That's what yeah. that is. It just hasn't caught up yet. Maybe. Yeah. No, no. It's legit. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and my least favorite rides were, this is going to disappoint you. I'm so sorry. Ratatouille. Oh, disappointed. Yeah. No, I just didn't get it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And I guess it got hyped up for me. And then we went on and we were like, oh, (laughs) I'll I'll let you guys decide when it opens there. And maybe I just had a bad cart. Okay. Um, And then Space Mountain, you know, Space Mountain has always been my favorite ride. And even though this Space Mountain had a corkscrew in it, and with Star Wars themed, which are two things that are like, yes, awesome. Yeah, exactly. For me. Um, it just didn't do it for me compared to Walt Disney World's classic, I don't know, style. I guess that one's just hard to beat for me. Yeah. But definitely yeah. a surprise. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So overall, where does this park rank for me? I am hesitant to do this on record, but <laughs> we won't hold you to Paris. I think is my favorite of all the parks. Wow. No flipping way. Wow. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> I know. It's so hard to say that because I love Disney World and Magic Kingdom and I haven't been there for about four years. So maybe I'm just forgetting. Um, but I mean, the things that I love most about Disney are the details and the theming and this park hit it on the head. I mean, that the French romanticism is there in every single lamppost, every flower, every everything. Every nook and cranny is themed and you could just spend days probably exploring just little sections of the park. Um, and you guys, I know you talk about liking like flowers and the gardening and all that kind of stuff. That was me. Their topiary game. <laughs> is off the charts really oh (laughs) wow game changer (laughs) wow i mean that's amazing and it's i mean it made such a it seems like it made such a good impression on you to be able to make that type of statement on record like you were saying (laughs) although i know it's never an easy easy decision for a disney lover to say that something is their favorite whether it's a ride or a land or anything but because we try to appreciate it all of course yeah and, you know, it's all about nostalgia. So when we think about nostalgia, I don't have any memories tied into Disneyland Paris. I didn't go there as a kid, whatever. But Disneyland Paris was opened after Disneyland and Disney World. And it has all, like, 
the beauty and all of our favorite things that we love from those parks. But because it was built later, it's it's upgraded. So yeah. it's everything I love, but better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you could see that throughout the park. I mean, and that's why I say Thunder Mountain and Rock and Roller Coaster are better because they are, you know, the Imagineers got to take the rides that they had built and say, how could we make this a little bit better? And they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Bianca, I mean, you just, you paint such a great picture of what Disneyland Paris is like. And the, it's, it sounds like a wonderful place for any Disney lover to visit. And even like semi Disney lovers pointing at Richie here <laughs> <laughs> to visit. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my Disney heart to, for being here and spending a late night with us in London, um, talking Disney. We so very, very much appreciate your, you sharing your experience. You know, I'm just so happy that you guys asked me to come on to do this because, you know, there's nothing more I like to do than talk about Disney with somebody else yeah. who loves Disney. So. <laughs> and her fiance. <laughs> yeah, her random fiance. Oh, some random dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if Nathan, Nathan actually is in Miami now for work oh, cool. for the next couple of weeks. But if he were here, he would be geeking out right along and he'd probably want to talk about Phantom Manor and Thunder Mountain for way longer (laughs) that'll be be the part two yeah Yeah. we definitely want to have you guys on in the future you know together and we can all of us can talk some Disney together with this other random guy sorry Richie (laughs) (laughs) well I sure I sure learned a lot and you know I'm sure that some of the listeners gained some new insights too on on what the parks are like in what the park is like in Paris so uh, thank you to me also. So, from you. From me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <To> you. <laughs> um, well, I think I've said this to you guys before. You guys are welcome to come over. We'll plan a Disneyland Paris yes. trip and we'll totally nerd out. Woo <laughs> Excited. All we still right. have to choose our vacation for next year. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's pretty much, I think, all we've had for today. Thank you, everyone that's tuned in. I hope you got some value out of this uh, wonderful conversation we had. And if you're listening, we'd appreciate any sort of subscriptions on any of the mediums that we're on, whether it's iTunes, whether it's SoundCloud, we're on Google Play now. Uh, We have some awesome articles, or Lori has some awesome articles on medium.com forward slash Disney WTF. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Sure, you can find us by now. You don't have to say the handles anymore. You can subscribe to our Alexa skill, the oh. Walt Daily. We, <laughs> so we have an Alexa briefing. Yes. Yeah. So it's skill. A, it's not a skill. It's a briefing. Sorry. It's, <laughs> we have an Alexa briefing that has daily your daily dose of magic called the Walt Daily. You can search in the Alexa store. We'd appreciate any sort of feedback and readings on there as well. That's going awesome. It's super like super well produced. I. It's something that it's crazy because I would actually consume some of that stuff that's there like without even being a crazy fanatic so it's it's something that i think everyone should should really tune into yeah and we thank everyone as always for hanging out with us and thank you again bianca for being here and talking some magical disney stuff with us we really really appreciate everybody um and we will see you next time